Hi guys, welcome to this episode of Cosmic Corner. Um, this week I interviewed Stephanie Heskell, who um, told me about her remarkable own journey to wellness through really listening to her body and really getting in touch with that intuition, which I think so many of us um, fall out of line with. And also, I think there was a strong sense in this episode of really asking for second opinions and asking questions because, you know, this is our body and our mind that, um, you know, are inextricably linked. Uh, so that that was, it was a really powerful message this, um, this um, episode. So I won't go on any further, but just wanted to give a little intro and hope you enjoy. Record. So Stephanie, tell me more about helping women find wellness. Okay, so for me, I think that having been on my own personal journey with wellness, um, I became very passionate when I was going through that experience about helping other women because I feel like as women through the centuries, we've always been the sort of healers of society and um, have embraced taking care of our own wellness a lot more. Um, but as the centuries have gone on, we've embraced Western medicine and often we'll just go to a doctor for a quick fix. And I feel like if we're wanting to um, really heal our bodies and take ownership of our wellness, it's really important to actually become a bit more intuitive about it. So for me, a big focus is helping women to become intuitive about their wellness, do their research, ask questions and not just take what is prescribed, if that makes sense. No, that does, definitely. And when you say intuitive, like how do you start um, that process with maybe one of your clients? Okay, so for me, one of the biggest things is first to be very clear about what it is that they want to focus on. So for my personal journey, that was a focus on gut health. I'm very passionate about gut health and mind health because I feel like the two go very, very closely together. And um, once you sort of establish that, it's looking at natural ways you can support your body. So no matter what you are trying to heal, it often comes down to diet. It comes down to what you expose yourself to. So I'm very passionate about chemical awareness and trying to limit the amount of toxins that um, are like sort of incorporated into your life. And your home is the perfect place to start with that. Another thing that's huge for me is essential oils and finding oils that can help support you. So their oils are never going to be a quick fix band-aid for something, but they are such a great way to um, sort of take ownership of what you are incorporating into your lifestyle. So for me, I know that if I'm experiencing something with my gut health, I can grab an oil on my shelf and I just feel so much more empowered being able to have this toolkit of things that um, can help me support my body without having to run to a doctor. Yeah, that sounds really, that does sound really empowering. Um, what was your like so tell me about like your own personal journey um I know that you yeah from from really focusing on your sort of gut health and, and use of essential oils now so what happened was I have always been what I like to refer to as a fluffy child <laughs> I was born almost four kilos I was like 59 wow. long the doctor was like, she's going to be a tall girl. Well, anyway, I didn't grow much further than the 59 centimeters, apparently. But um, I've always been sort of like an overweight kid. I love food. I come from a Dutch background. So there was always like cheese. <laughs> there was always bread. There was always like an abundance of food. My grandmother loved to bake. And I just used to eat whatever I liked. I didn't really think much of it. Mm -hmm. And as I got older, 
obviously becoming a little bit more weight conscious because of society and um, you know being at school and peer pressure from other girls and things like that I became a lot more aware of it and I just found that I was never shifting weight ever like I would go on all these fad diets like I've tried everything I've tried the banting I've tried weight watches all of that stuff mm-hmm. and like the first two weeks would be amazing And then after that, I would like either put on what I'd lost or even put on more. And I just felt this like despondence with it. Mm, I identify with that. Yeah, I have very similar child, like very um, always struggled with my weight, kind of always felt like had puppy fat, that sort of stuff. And the cycle of dieting as well. Exactly. So that's exactly the experience that I had. Um, And I kind of wanted to get to the bottom of that because I've always been a really firm believer that your weight and your ability to lose or manage your weight should not be directly related to workout only. I feel like it has a lot to do with what you put in your body and what you expose your body to. Um, And I'd been to a a dietitian in the past and she was like, here, eat this cracker with cheese and like, don't eat this and limit yourself to that and like work out hours a day and when I would I would go to her and I'd say like I'm not losing any weight and she's like well how much did you work out this week and I'll be like you know I worked out like a fair amount but I don't have time to work out two hours a day you know Mm. and she was like no no no, just work out more and I, I kept saying to her it just does not feel intuitive to me that I must eat this certain way and work out this much it does not feel it doesn't feel natural you know it didn't feel natural to me um to do that so I've always been sort of inquisitive about that but what was a massive uh, turning point for me was um, when I discovered that I was gluten intolerant. That was a big thing because it obviously explained quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But what was the possibly my like aha moment was in 2018, I actually lost my grandfather and I lost my um, father figure to suicide and my life just got flipped completely upside down because yeah. I had was basically the foundations of my family the foundations of like who I was as a person I was feeling incredibly incredibly lost Mm. um I wasn't coping with life like I did not want to wake up in the morning I would go to work and I'd be crying at my desk it was it was awful it was absolutely awful and I went to go see a psychiatrist and she said to me Steph I know you're not a big fan of medication because I've always been the kind of person who I will take it if it's extremely necessary but I don't um like I won't even take like an aspirin or a disprin or something, you know, unless I really, really need to. Um, And she's like, I know you're not going to want to do this, but you need to go on some form of light antidepressant because it's the only thing that's going to help you to actually cope with the day to day. And I said to her straight, I was like, I will do it if you feel like it's going to help me, but I want something that's still going to let me feel because Mm -hmm. I still wanted to, I didn't want to be numb to what was going on, but I I wanted to be able to be motivated enough to wash my dishes, you know? Yeah, I understand (laughs) that. And I also said to her, it's not something that I want to be on forever. So what happened with that was now my life is like flipped upside down. I'd gone on the antidepressant, something that I never thought I would do because I'm generally quite a happy-go-lucky kind of person. Mm. Um, And, and, with that, I had actually the previous year come to the Greek island of Naxos for a vacation and absolutely fell in love with the island. So when my life back home in South Africa got flipped upside down, I was like, you know what? If I don't change my life now, when everything is a mess anyway, I'm never going to do it. So I um, basically hopped on a plane and I came here for two and a half months uh, vacation. I quit my job. 
I decided like full on sabbatical, I'm going to take some time. But in that time, obviously going through grief, um, being on an antidepressant, all of that, I was having, like, I was going out, I was having a couple of beers at night, I was eating whatever I wanted. I mean, one of the popular things here is basically a slab of grilled cheese. I cannot say no to. Oh, so, you know, I was like, eating attention to my wellness at all. And because I just wanted to heal my brain, you know, I just wanted to be okay. And so I was not focusing on my physical wellness. Um, and then when I got back to South Africa, I realized that in that like space of two and a half months or so, I gained 10 kilos. Mm. And it for me, because it's always been this thing of like my weight and managing my weight. And I was like, how is that even possible? So besides the weight, I was also not stomaching food anymore. Like I would eat boiled chicken mm. and need to go to the bathroom or oh feel nauseous or yeah. feel bloated. You know, and then that for me was like such a huge alarm that something was not right. Mm. So I did a little bit of research and with the help of my um, uh, psychiatrist, I went to go see a genes-based nutritionist and she changed my life. <laughs> like I'm just going to say it straight. She changed my life because the first thing she did was help me get to the root cause of my gut health and make sure that my gut health was um well and happy and all of those things and then we actually did some dna testing um, because the one thing that you will never see in a book is um, or that you can never tell from a book unless you've actually done dna testing is what is exactly perfect for your dna and for your body um, so the thing that was interesting about the dna testing is i learned a couple of things that i would never have known otherwise i'm also the kind of person that if you tell me don't drink coffee Give me a good reason not to, and I won't do it, you know, but don't just say that I have to give, give me some, some like sort of, you know, tangible reason why not. So the things that I discovered was that I have um, what they call an ancient gene, which is APOE. And APOE basically means that my body doesn't process modern life. It does not like toxic chemicals. It does not like things like plastic, uh, air pollution, wow. um, all of those things. And what happens is, I also have another gene in my body that does not let me detox properly. So what happens is all those things that my body doesn't like, it like basically wraps in fat. So I was like, okay, well, that explains a heck of a lot. <laughs> all of a sudden this like little light bulb went off for me. Um, and it was just really such an empowering experience to be able to heal myself by better understanding my body um, so one of the things was obviously not being able to have toxic chemicals in my home. I was starting to look for um, alternatives and that's how I found Young Living and their essential oils and also their plant-based range of home products, beauty products and things like that. And it was just, for me, it was that aha moment of like, I can do this. I can do this for myself. I can intuitively fix my wellness and it was the moment that made me realize like I need to help other women do this because so many women struggle and they just take at face value what they're told by other people. Um, but when you can start to feel it for yourself, when you can experience it for yourself, it's really empowering. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I'm like, even as you're talking, I'm identifying so much with so, um, so much of all of it. Like I, I really, I'm like, sign me up. I want to go to a gene dietitian now because, um, yeah. Uh, I uh yeah I really I think sometimes it is this all you know 
um, pre we prescribe these diets and are just like, this will work. But I've definitely found as I've got older, my body is like stopped responding to certain things. It just doesn't, doesn't seem to like me uh, uh, do, eating certain things or, or even if I exercise, you know, five times a week, I won't see a particular change. Uh, even though I'm eating quite healthily so that yeah that does really resonate as well um, with me which is yeah it's really interesting um, and yeah you said you mentioned that you lived on what Greek island was it so I live on the Greek island of Naxos oh my god can you just tell me more about what it's like to live on a Greek island that just sounds so amazing <laughs> so um, Naxos is part of the Cycladic region um, so we're quite we're basically in between Santorini and Mykonos and it was such a surreal experience coming here for the first time because my mom was here on vacation and she phoned me and she was like, you, you need to come, like, can you come tomorrow? And I was like, what? <laughs> okay, I'll come tomorrow. <laughs> like, I literally, the next day I got on a plane and I came, I came here for a vacation. But when the plane landed in Naxos, I just like burst into tears. Wow. When my mom me, she's like, oh, you're so happy to see me. I'm like, yes. That's <laughs> I'm just that's happy to be here, yeah. <laughs> But it actually, more than that, I felt this like innate feeling that I was home. Yeah. And local people that meet me often think I'm Greek. And I'm like, no, actually, I'm like half Dutch, half German. They're like, but you look Greek. And I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe it's in my blood. Maybe it's from a past life. Who knows? Wow. It's so beautiful living here because the thing that I have embraced the most is um, I don't go to like big box stores to buy stuff anymore. Like mm. I literally have a green grocer around the corner it's like one of those cute little alleys and like there's crates of, of fruit and veg like <laughs> in the alley um i have the local baker who still uses a wood burning oven um and just the thing for me that has been the most beautiful about moving here obviously coming from a big city like cape town where i used mm. to spend an hour driving to work an hour driving home is just living a simple life there's such yeah. beauty living a simple life not having that stress of driving to work it must um, be much slower as well like in a good way and that kind of in that what we're actually meant to live like you know like not exactly. we're not constantly meant to be busy productive exactly. people yeah it's exactly that and you know in the summer going to the beach obviously and um enjoying the water but in the winter it's actually so beautiful and cozy here as well like I just find that because there's not much to do you find uh, joy in the small things so like for mm. me I love nothing more than to go out for a coffee with my husband in the evening when it's winter and it's cold and we can be cozy and watch the sea in a storm, you know. Um, oh my God, it's so lovely. You're cool. I'm literally speaking to you from like wet London and I'm like, why do I live here? <laughs> we had snow like on the mountains a few days ago and it is absolutely freezing. So it's not as... Greek and idyllic as you would imagine it right now. <laughs> I can <laughs> so imagine it's just so scenic, like even just watching the water and stuff. That's just so, yeah. that sounds lovely. Yeah. And just being able to walk everywhere. Like I don't mm. own a car here. I literally walk everywhere. If I need to, I'll take a taxi. But I mean, it's like walking to the store, walking to the beach, just taking life more slowly and being okay with that I think when you live in a big city it's so easy to fall into that trap of like oh my neighbor just got a new car or mm. this person bought a new house or you know you fall into rat race that. almost yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly that so it's just been in that way it's been so good for me I feel so sort of at peace and relaxed and at home here 
Um, the people are incredible. The food is incredible. I already mentioned the slab of grilled cheese. Sounds amazing. <laughs> Just sign me up for that. I mean, that in itself, I'm, I'm a fiend for cheese. So that in itself sounds just incredible. <laughs> um, so I wanted to, yeah, so I wanted to ask like, why is, why is helping women take back their wellness so important to you? I think the biggest thing is I, you know, as a woman, we make community with other women and mm. I, I see people like, especially now having a presence on Instagram and actually, you know, talking more openly about it, um, which I didn't used to do before. But when I had that like aha moment, like I spoke about, I, I've become more passionate about talking about it. I have so many people who reach out to me and are like, oh, I'm, I'm struggling with this or I'm struggling with that. And like, you know, just feels like um, people want to take control of their wellness but don't really feel empowered to do so. And so that is why for me, it's so important to sort of teach on it and talk about it. And if I can do it, if I can take back my gut health after what I experienced, I feel like anyone can do it with, you know, the right support and the right um, mentality. You can um, become more intuitive. And just for me, I feel like, you know, I did a series on my Instagram recently and so many women on that talk that like on those talks that I did that are suffering from like hectic, like I don't want to say diseases because that's not really what it is, but I mean like autoimmune mm. issues or PCOS or things like that. And the incredible thing for me about talking to those women is that they have taken back their wellness. They are so positive. But the thing that was so interesting about each one of their stories is each one of them went to go see a doctor for what they were struggling with and didn't resonate with what the doctor said. And so often we don't resonate with it, but we do it anyway, you know? Um, so for example, the girl that I spoke to who has PCOS, the doctor said to her, she needs to go on the pill. And she said to him very clearly, like I have a history of serious cancer in my family and it, I've been recommended by other doctors to not take the pill, but you're saying I should. And most people wouldn't question that but she did, you know, and that's how she got onto like natural alternatives and um, supporting her wellness in other ways. So I'm not advocating for people to never take a doctor's advice, but I'm advocating for people to do their research, to mm -hmm. learn, to question what they're being told and not just take it. So I've had this experience as well, where I went to go see an ear, nose and throat specialist. Um, it's a bit of a funny story, but on the island and he said to me he was like you need to take this medication for six months and then we'll talk again because I was having some like sort of like in my throat it felt like I'd swallowed glass and wow. it had been like persisting and I wanted to swallow mm. out anyway so I, I take this medication I go home I took it for three days and I felt like death I had mm. the ear bloating my stomach was hard I felt so uncomfortable I felt so sick and I was like, what is the stuff that I'm taking? Like after three days that I can have such a serious reaction. And I went, obviously everything's in Greek. So I did, like, you know, I just took it because he's a doctor and, you know. And then I did a bit of research on the actual medication. And one of the things that for me was quite like a trigger was like, do not take for longer than three months, but ideally don't take for longer than 10 days. And I was like, okay. And then the other thing was like, um, may cause seizures. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, hang on. Oh my hang God. On. Yeah. Like I'd rather take a scratchy throat than potentially have seizures. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And if I 
And if I hadn't have questioned that, or at least researched it or looked into it myself, um, I wouldn't have known that, you know? And I, and I think a lot of the time, there's medications that lead to other things that need another medication that need another medication. Mm. And I just feel like if we can be a little bit more intuitive and at the end of the day, you know, what was causing my sore throat was a bit of acid reflux and mm. I needed to work on my health. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you can become better at listening to your body, um, you can do so much better for yourself. So that's why it's like really, I could talk for hours about this. I'm so passionate about it because I just feel like there's so many people out there that are like suffering, hurting, yeah. but they have the ability with the right tools, they have the ability to help themselves um, and to support their bodies, you know? So, so true. Yeah. And also like, I think what you said at the beginning, like Western world, we're so quick to like give a pill or, you know, just a quick fix for something. Whereas exactly. like Eastern medicine is even just like, you know, things like yoga and like, you know, meditation and like trying to deal with pain in that way even emotional pain um you know that that's maybe coming over this side a bit more but we still like go to the doctor and we're like i'm depressed and you know that's yeah. instantly what will happen is you know you'll be prescribed medication um yeah. so yeah it's very interesting it's a, i hope to see more of a shift in that way i think of us using like natural um you know a natural way of trying to help ourselves I think more um but it definitely sounds like you're you're paving that road which is great because I think people I think also like for me whenever I've looked at like natural health I've always just felt really overwhelmed and felt like oh god I can't do any of it I'll just like what if I do it wrong and you know but I guess exactly what you said it's intuitive and um actually that's what I meant to ask you is like what is your relationship now like with your body like what do, do you feel much more like obviously healthier so yes, for sure. I 100% feel so much healthier. Um, I have cut out alcohol because mm. that for me was something that was causing inflammation and mm. causing unhappiness in my gut. And it's just, it doesn't, I feel rubbish afterwards. Like it's the mm. only way to put I don't it. Like, that, yeah. yeah. So that's something that I've cut out. Um, but I also feel like I know now. So the funny thing is we, we have like a little joke in our family. Like I know that I can't eat certain things. So if, funny enough for me going on, on this, um, this journey, like you spoke earlier about you eat healthy, but you're not seeing any results. So mm. for me, one of the things that actually triggers a bad gut response for me is cooked olive oil. Oh, that's so, so random. Yeah. It's so random, but every single time I have if I like, I'm not talking about deep frying, but I could literally saute a couple of things in olive oil. I have, I get such bad, like um, breath, my throat is sore, all of these mm. things. And it's coming from my gut, you know? And it's something that people always say, like use olive oil instead of sunflower oil or whatever. Mm. And it's just so specific to your body. So um, I actually, when I was going through my gut healing journey, I actually kept like a bit of a journal and I was like, I'm not for counting calories or weights or food or anything like that, but just to get to figuring out what works and what doesn't work for my body. So that was really interesting. Um, and yeah, like now I feel like I know when I eat something that I shouldn't, I know what it is. Yeah, and I feel, yeah. I feel a lot more empowered because I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm going to eat this biscuit, even though it has gluten in it and I'm going to feel rubbish tomorrow, but I really want to eat it. <laughs> and then I will just lean on my essential oils and yeah. 
you know, like take a probiotic at night or whatever and just yeah. feel okay. Like feel mentally okay about it. I don't I think the biggest thing is besides feeling well, I feel at peace, if that makes sense. Like I don't have this panic about like, oh, I'm so unhealthy, oh my body's this, or why is this happening? Or like now I know why. I feel empowered about fixing it if I want to, you know, yeah. or having something I shouldn't and fixing it afterwards and just feeling a lot more relaxed and not having this pressure on myself, like that I'm not well. I don't know yeah. if that's It's like that, it's, it's almost like having that autonomy back, you know, and that's where the empowerment comes yeah. from is, is kind yeah. of, yeah. And we so sometimes, I think as women, especially we give our power away in so many different, different ways, whether that's just like blindly listening to the doctor uh, and not doing maybe our own research um, so yeah that's a very interesting thing it's good for us to think about um, and essential oils like I wanted to know like I love essential oils but I mean I use lavender on my pillow and that's about all I know about essential oils so like if someone was just to start with their own like from the beginning on their own sort of wellness recovery how would you like start with the essential oils maybe Okay, so uh, it's so funny because before this whole journey, I didn't really know much about essential oils either. I'm a 90s girl, and I think every <laughs> single girl has used lavender. Yeah. <laughs> because that is what we were told, you know. Like, yeah. And also, like, when I used to be anxious, I used to literally douse myself in it. Like, I'd put it on all my pulse points and be like, it will take it away. And I like it would, but I mean, not that much like it would do a little bit yeah, but not, yeah. yeah yeah so I mean that that was the the limit of my essential oil yeah. knowledge before I went on this journey and before I discovered Young Living but the thing that's incredible is when you actually look at essential oils there are so many there are mm. so many ones because just like our bodies they're from plants and they work differently for different people so for example you mentioned putting lavender on your pillow for sleep Mm. There are other oils that work for sleep as well. So maybe lavender doesn't work for you, mm. but maybe it's something else, you know? So it's really, it's really beautiful. That experience as well is fine. Like, you know, I quite love it. I feel like a little bit of a potion master when I'm like, Ooh, what's going to work for me for sleep, you know? Um, and it can be really overwhelming to start, especially when there's so many different brands and there's so many mm. different um, varieties and stuff out there. My honest suggestion is to do your research regarding brands because mm. um, there are the oils you can buy at the store, then there's brands like Young Living, but it's to find a brand. The most important thing for me is that you find a brand that is 100% pure, that you can trust where the oils are coming from, that um, they do not use any fillers because some of the uh, cheaper brand oils could have like chemical fillers in it and then it's not going to work for you because it's going to oh, be a very see, okay. of the actual oil um and then for me the biggest thing is when people start with essential oils is i want them to have their own aha moment i don't want them to feel like oh i've been trying this for six months and nothing's mm. working and that's why I strongly believe in using a good brand. It's also why I love Young Living because I know where their oils come from. You can visit their farms. They're incredibly pure and they work for me. And that's the only reason I would like recommend them. Mm. Uh, so the first thing would be like, do your research about the brands. And then the other thing is, um, you know, like finding what works for you will take a bit of trial and error, but you can quite easily um, find references online. I mean, you're welcome to come follow me on Instagram and chat to me on Instagram about oils and 
um, and that's at confetti underscore culture. And I love talking to people about oils and oils I could work for them for their needs. And I think starting, starting slow, you know, I think um, one of my favorite ways to use essential oils is to get an essential oil diffuser and start mm. diffusing oils that are calming or relaxing and take it from there. Um, we have beautiful starter bundles that have all the oils you could possibly want to use to start out with. Um, yeah, and that's what I would recommend. But I think the beauty of oils is that unless you're going to, you know, I don't recommend to people to go and drink an entire bottle of wintergreen. <laughs> but I mean, other than that, you can't really go wrong. You know, yeah. it's, it's kind of like an intuitive, I guess it's learning what's right for you. Exactly. So like when I started with essential oils, I was like, oh my gosh, there are so many and I want them all, you know, yeah, <laughs> it was like yeah. a little thon But um, I like, as I started to use them and I start, and again, it's going back to that being intuitive and listening to your body. I know which ones work for me for certain things, you know, and I feel that like the, it becomes more intuitive as you use them. And then you become more empowered because now, you know, like, Hey, when I have this issue, so we have an oil called Diagize, which is like my go-to gut health oil. Whenever I eat that cookie that I shouldn't, or that slab mm -hmm. of cheese mentioned, I'm like, okay, cool. I can grab that oil. It's going to give me some relief. I'm going to be happy, you know? So it's, I think if anything, it's just starting, it's just yeah. embracing and being open to the idea of essential oils um yeah and like i said if anyone wants to reach out to me and chat to me about it i'm more than happy to help point them in the di direction that's going to help them best yeah and i was and i'm sorry i was gonna i wondered like because obviously i've been on your instagram page whether you um had some sort of like own your own spiritual practices because it sounds like wellness very much comes into being like in tune with yourself um and maybe what they were Okay, so in terms of spiritual practices, I think for me, um, it sounds weird, but actually putting on my diffuser in the morning, mm. because what happens is I wake up in the morning and I say to myself, like, how do I want to feel today? Yeah. And then I choose, oils. Yeah, I choose oils that are going to help me. So like, if I know I've got a ton of work to do, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be grabbing for peppermint and lemon because it's going to be energizing and I'm going to throw that in my diffuser and like set my intention for the day in that way. If I've had like a really rough night's sleep or something, I might put something else more calming in my diffuser. So it's it's kind of that like little ritual in the morning that like sort of sets the intention for my day. Um, I love meditating when I actually make time for myself to meditate. Mm. <laughs> no, oh, so I hear you. <laughs> no, it doesn't at all. <laughs> it's like, I love how I feel after I meditate, but it's that like peace. Yeah. yeah go and do it you know um so so those kind of things i also love um when i meditate i will incorporate oils as well so i love dropping an oil like frankincense on the crown of my head because it helps with grounding and things like that so um yeah meditation using my diffuser um, I occasionally pull some like affirmation cards for myself because we all sometimes need a little bit of self-love and motivation. Oh yeah, <laughs> so definitely. I, Huge believer yeah. in that. Yeah. yeah. So I find that that sometimes, especially when I'm feeling lost in the morning or like mm. in the day when I'm feeling like, I, I don't know, like I love what I do, but I also, I, it's also work, you know, I also am Oh busy. yeah, definitely. And you're a human, yeah. of course. Yeah. And so sometimes I get so caught up in the like, chatting to people and doing work and things like that. And I'm like, okay, hang on. Like I need to regroup. I need to mm. just get my mindset right. And then 
I'll um, pull some like affirmation cards and that just helps me get like the sort of mental hug that I need. Yeah, mental hug. That's such a nice way of putting it actually. Um, what's a crazy but true fact about you? I love asking guests this one. <laughs> okay, so you won't believe it because I moved to an island that has no waves, but I was an avid surfer when I was living in South Africa. Wow. When I was 16, I was placed second in South Africa, out of all of South Africa, for longboard, longboard surfing. Oh my God, that's amazing. I wish I could surf. I, I think I went once on a yoga retreat and I was terrible. It was like snowboarding for me. I had absolutely no balance. So that is amazing. You must have like a really strong core. Yes. Um, and you know, I find surfing like snowboarding, I haven't done it yet, but it feels a lot more intimidating. Surfing is actually a lot of fun. And when you give it a try, it's a lot easier than it seems. It's just practice really wow so you still surf when you go back or anything um when I go back home yes I do try and go surfing if I can because <laughs> I really miss nice. it yeah I can imagine <laughs> for me a big one is swimming so I was like a swimming yeah. I, and and now even now when I can go swimming I'm just like oh it's so like nice just yeah. chills me out yeah. um and lastly is if there's one piece of advice you could impart on the audience what would it be I think for me, the biggest thing that I want people to remember is that everybody's body is different and to do your research, to, mm. question, to question what you're reading, to, to question brands. I feel like we so often just grab something off the shelf without looking um, and to really have faith in yourself that you can become more intuitive about your and that you don't have to always rely on what other people are saying. Um, but the biggest thing for me is, is research and ask questions. Like yeah. I, I'm a firm advocate for like, if you go to a doctor and they tell you something, ask questions, like you're entitled to ask questions. Um, so yeah, ask questions, do research, have faith in yourself that you can take control of your wellness and that you can be well. Yeah. And also like it's a, and also that it's like a, you don't have to instantly know everything. Cause for me, it was always like, Oh my God, I need to find out everything I need. And then I'd get overwhelmed and just not want to do it. So I think it's like that a respect and then it's like learning more about your body. That's definitely what I've got from talking to you is this intuitive, like growing closer to yourself almost in your body. That's why we call it a wellness journey. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a, journey. It's a journey of self-discovery because I think, you know, we've been so conditioned um, to quick fixes, taking this pill, doing this thing, you know, that it's going to take time. And I think that's also another thing that people should remember is like, trust in the journey, trust in the time that it takes. Mm. It's not going to be a quick fix, but when you, when you get there, it's going to be so much, like so much more rewarding. It's yeah. so much, like so worth it, you know, to get to that point. So, and to not give up. I think a lot of people try it natural alternatives and then they give up because they feel like it's not working but it does take time it's not a quick fix and to just trust in the journey yeah amazing thank you so much stephanie such a pleasure thank you for having me as always guys if anything resonated with you please come and visit my website um and also come and find me on Instagram where you can probably find my website a lot easier and just find out how I work and what I do. Um, and I'll be back next week.
Thanks, guys.